Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. You, but I think the Wednesday light crowd is probably the best looking crowd. So if you're here, say, oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're not here, say, oh, oh. <laughs> Out there, amen, praise the Lord. But no, you guys are looking good tonight, amen, so I thank you for being faithful to the Wednesday night plug-in. It's so important for us to plug in. Come on, come on, Sunday to Sunday is just way too long, church, not hanging out, seeing somebody, encouraging somebody, uh, just just being here in the presence of God. And so I, I come to, I don't know about you, but I come to get encouraged, amen. Even though if I minister, I still encourage, the Lord encourages me as I minister the Word of God, amen. I want to start off with a question tonight, amen. Does anyone here know what, our, what PCLV's mission statement is? Huh? Will, win, build, serve, and send. Amen. What's our model? Our motto. Woo, you guys are all right, amen. I thought you guys were going to fail me. I was like, oh, no, I have failed. Come on, our, our mission is win, build, serve, send, amen, and we do it with real faith for real change, amen. Come on, we're here to win the loss. We're here to build through discipleship. We're here to serve in the local church, and we are to send, amen, by offering real faith for real change, amen. It's about being a servant. Can somebody say Amen. Come on, it's about being a servant in the kingdom of God. We are here to serve. I am here to serve. My wife is here to serve. Amen. We are here to serve. We didn't come to be served. Come on. Even Jesus, listen, even Jesus came to serve. Come on, in Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, it says this, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. We say I, we are building his house together. Come on. I don't build the house alone. Me and my wife don't build it. Amen. It takes all of us to build the house. We build it together. Everyone, somebody say me, everyone doing their part. We need people to rise up and serve wholeheartedly. It's not about a position. It's not about a title, but someone that will say, how can I help? Isn't that great when you can go to a place and says, how can I help you? When you seem kind of lost, right? Come on, don't it feel good? That, come on, I, I'm looking for help and someone comes, how can I help you? It don't feel good to be ignored. Can somebody say amen? Come on. I don't know about you, but in our, when, at my job, when I'm selling them, and our, our thing is to approach somebody and help them with the need. They come with a need, and my job is to help them fill that need. If I just ignore them or, or, or didn't care about them, then they, they feel like, you know what? This is not my place. Same is with the church. Some people come in 
All of us at one time or another came in looking for some help. Come on, somebody. Don't, don't forget that day when God saved you, when you were in need and, and, and you were down on your luck, amen, and you came to the house of God and you came and it was so good to, for someone to come up to you and says, how can we help you? Right? Come on, somebody. And so we are to be, serve, amen, and so this is what we're here for. We're not here to gain a, gain a position. We're not here to gain a title, amen. We're here to say, how can I help? Listen, what are you going to do what God has given you. How many have been blessed by the Lord here? Come on, raise your hand if you've been blessed. Come on. How many have been, how many has he blessed you and given you much? I don't know about you, but God has blessed me much. Hallelujah. Well, Luke 12, 48 says this, For everyone to whom much is given, for him much is required. And it goes on to say in verse 48, and when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. Matthew chapter 10 verse 8 says, freely you have received, freely But just before that, Jesus said this, go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. Go rather to the lost sheep of Las Vegas your family, your friends. And as you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy and drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Come on. Some of us were lost, amen. Some of us were sick. Some of us were dead in our sins, amen. And we came and somebody gave us the gospel. Somebody gave us some hope. Can somebody say amen? Come on, we have freely receive. We are to freely give. The question tonight is the title of my message. Are you in? Are you in? Are you in? Come on. It's not time to complain, church. Come on, it's not time to give up. It is not time to slow down. It is not time to see what the governor says. Hello. Come on, it's not about the mandates of the government. It's about what God says, amen. How many know that God has some mandates too? And that is to preach the gospel to everyone and serve it through the kingdom of God by serving in his kingdom. Church, it is time, somebody say it's time, to get busy. It's time to get busy. It's not time to sit on your blessed behind. It's not time to just wait and see what's going to happen in our, in our world. Amen. It's time for us as a church to serve in the church and to get busy. It's time, listen, to declare, declare who he is. The question is, are you in? Come on, are you in? It, 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 there has to be an in in your spirit. It, there has to be a yes in your spirit if you're really in. If you're really saying, you know what, God, I'm here. I'm not here to play church. I'm not here just to sit down. I'm not here just to come on a Wednesday night or come on a Sunday, week after week, month after month, year after I'm here to get busy. I'm here to build the kingdom of God. That is what God is looking for in these days because God has some mandates. The question is, 
are you in? See, you got to understand, PCLV, it's time to get back. Freely you receive, freely, freely. Come on, if you've been here for some time, it's time to get back. If you just got here, prepare to give. Listen, I want you to listen to this. We are not just nourished by what we take in, but, it, by, but also by what we give out. Did you get that? Come on, we're not just nourished by what we give in. It's not just about receiving, church. We come to church and, and you receive, and you receive, and you receive, amen. But what are you going to do what you receive? Come on, not only do we get nourished by the word of God and what comes in, but what also what goes out. Come on, somebody. Some may say here today, well, I'm not ready to serve yet. <laughs> then when? Because you've been saying that since 2013. Well, I got too many problems. I, I, I'm still going through some stuff, Pastor. I'm still on Malta. Well, welcome to the club. I still have problems. We still have problems. Can I tell you something? Can I give you a little heavy revy? You'll always have problems. Come on. You'll always have problems out there too. Come on. We're always going to have problems. And we cannot use problems as an excuse for not doing things in the kingdom of God. I have preached through problems. I have served through problems. I have stood faithful through problems. I've continued to give through problems. Hallelujah. And I have sang through sicknesses. John 16, says this. I have told you these things so that in me, somebody say in Jesus, you may have peace in this world. Anybody live in this world? Anybody live in this world? Come on, are you somewhere else? Amen. Go on. In this world, you, you will what? You will. Does it say might? Does it say Maybe. Does it say sometimes? No, you will have troubles. You're going to have troubles. Somebody say, I got some troubles. <laughs> How about you? I got troubles. Amen. Hallelujah. But I still serve. Amen. You'll have trouble, but take heart. I, Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus, I've overcome the world. You're going to have some troubles, church. You're going to have some problems. The world has problems. The church is going to have problems. Because we live in this world, we're going to have problems. Until we make it to heaven, the problems stop. Come on, right? He says, I go to prepare a place for you. That where I am, you'll be, amen. If it wasn't so, I would not tell you. But I'm preparing a place that you'll have no more tears, no more problems, no more medical bills, no more nothing, amen. This is the place that God is preparing for you and I. Until then, church, guess what? You're going to have some problems. And listen, you're not the only one. We all have problems. Sometimes you think you're the only one with problems. Look at Pastor. He looks so good all the time. He looks like he never has problems. Oh, I have problems. Don't laugh too loud, sister. Don't laugh too loud. <laughs> In other words, listen. You can serve, let me give you another heavy, heavy Revian, you can serve through your problems. Hello. Listen, if we couldn't serve through our problems, no one would be doing anything. 
Don't use it as an excuse. Don't use it as a crutch to lean on. Just serve. Nike has a, a, a saying what? Just do it. Just serve. Just serve through your problems. Serve through your situation. Serve God. The question is, are you in? Are you in? Are you in? What do you mean you can't vacuum the church because you have problems? Pastor, I can't, I, I, I can't vacuum. I got problems. Come on. Grab a vacuum. Sing to the Lord with your problems. You remember Paul and Silas? Come on. They, they, they didn't stop complaining. Amen. They, they didn't say, you know what? That's it. I'm going to stop serving God. We're in jail. They're going to kill us. I don't know what's going to happen. You know what? I'm done. Did they say that? Come on. They started to serve through their problems. They started to serve the Lord that they love. Amen. And began to start singing worship songs to him. Amen. Through the midst of their problems. Amen. And God showed up for them. Come on. Uh, come on. Listen, church. You're either going to serve through your problems or your problems are going to serve you. Stop your complaining. Shut your mouth. Plug in the vacuum, turn it on, and start vacuuming. You can vacuum through your problems. You can throw trash through your problems. You can come to church through your problems. You can still give to the kingdom through your problems. Amen. You can still serve in ministry through your problems, church. Don't make that an excuse. Just serve God. The question is, are you in? Church out there, Facebook, are you in? Come on, type in, I'm in. See, there's a lot of needs in the church. It's all about going back to our first love. Remember that? Remember that first encounter with Jesus? How in love you were? Man, you didn't miss any service. Come on, you, you didn't miss any. You were there. You were at every function, amen. We were all there. Come on, you remember. Come on, you, it was exciting. I mean, you guys got saved. God saved your life. And there was a love and you had an encounter with God. And you wanted to come to church because you wanted to worship God. You wanted to be around the people of God. You wanted to be with your brothers and sisters. Come on, there was an excitement of going to church and saying, man, God, I want to go to church. I want to do something for Jesus. Come on, it's about humbling yourself and doing what God tells you to do, not just what you want to do. Come on, I want to do this and that. Well, grab a vacuum. I don't want to do that. <laughs> come on, I want to do this and this. And well, I'll throw the trash. Oh, I don't want to do that. Well, come on. Sometimes we just come with our own agenda. We want something. We want a spotlight. And God's saying, I want you to do this. And God says, ah, I don't want to do that. Revelations chapter 2, 4 to 5, it says this. But I have this complaint against you. He's speaking to the church. You don't love me or each other. <laughs> not only don't you love God, but you're not loving each other. Come on. You don't love me or each other as you first did. Look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you first did. 
If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. See, what we need to do, say I, we need to repent, church. Repentance has to hit the house of God. The church need to get on their knees and repent and say, God, forgive me for slacking. God, forgive me for giving up. God, forgive me for stopping. God, forgive me for stop serving in the midst of this pandemic, uh, this crisis that we're in, God. Forgive me, God. Uh, we need to repent, and we need to go back to the things that we ought to do, uh, and we need to do it in unity, and we need to do it in love, and we need to do it with each other. We must feel the need. Somebody say the need. We must feel the need in the church because it's not about you. It's all about him. We need to go back to our focus is on Jesus. God needs people to come and say, where is there a need and where can I serve? What can I do that will benefit his kingdom? And church, if you take a real good look around our church, I'm, I guarantee you, you'll see a need. You'll see a need. And when God starts to put that need inside your heart, you need to respond to it and say, I'll feel it. I'll do it, God. There's needs in the church, and we need people to see that and to feel that. And say, God, send me. God, I'll do it. See, Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30 says this. I look for someone from among them who will build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I don't have to destroy it, but I found no one. You see, God is always looking for someone to stand in the gap. God is always looking for someone uh, to fill in the need. Amen. Uh, God is always looking for someone that will say, uh, here am I. I'll do it. Here am I. Send me. See, the wall spoken here in Ezekiel was not made of stones, but of faithful people. United, forming a wall of their efforts to resist evil. The walls had gaps. The walls had holes. Because no one could lead them back to God. No one was serving and repairing. We need to serve, listen church, in order to make a difference for God in this world. How many of that God needs to show up for our world? Come on, and you are the answer. You are the ones that God's calling you to say, you know what? Go out there and preach the gospel. Go out there and serve in my kingdom. Go out there and tell them, freely you receive, freely give. Come on, we can't just be takers. we got to be givers. Come on, God gave us life, and we have the power to give someone else life. Through your word and through your testimony. Come on, just sharing your testimony. You don't have to be a, an eloquent speaker or, or preacher, amen. Just share what God did for you. And sometimes that is enough to touch somebody's life. And each time I share my testimony, what God has done in my marriage and in my life and what he's delivered me from, it always affects somebody. It always touches somebody. Why? Because that's power and there's a lot of people out there the same way. And they say, God did that for you? Yeah. He can do it for you too. Why? Because he loves you. Come on, it's about going back and giving back. Can somebody say amen? Come on. 
Paul and Silas, be, when, when, uh, uh, well, Paul, uh, before, before Paul became Paul, when he was Saul, he asked the Lord the same thing. In Acts chapter 9, verse 6, he says, So he, trembling, speaking of Paul, was trembling and astonished and said, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Come on, it's time for us to go back to our first love. And by asking the Lord, what is it that you want me to do? Come on, when's the last time you asked God that? When's the last time you said, God, I want to be used by you. What is it that you want me to do? Where is it that you want me to serve? Or are we just coming to take? Because if you're not serving, you're a taker. You have to, you've got to receive Freely you receive, freely give. The question is, are you in? Church is about being a servant of the Most High. Come on now. You see, the more I spend with God, the more I want to do for God. Come on, somebody. The question is, are you in? Because you got to understand, relationship establishes servanthood. Relationship establishes servanthood. I'm going to throw you another heavy rabbit, church. You cannot have a relationship with God and not serve. You cannot say, I have a relationship with God and you're not serving. There's, those things don't go. In a relationship, you serve. In the relationship with my wife, I serve her. She serves me. We serve each other, amen. That is a relationship. It's not just one way. I don't just say, give me, give me, give me. I don't tell you, come on, serve me, serve me, serve me. I don't. She serves, I serve. I get back. This relationship with God, you cannot say, I have a relationship with God and you're not serving him. You have no relationship. It's a one-way street. All you're there is to take. It's the truth, church. We have to understand that if we love somebody, we're going to serve somebody, right? I'm going to give, I'm, he laid down his life, his life for you. He shed his blood for you. He, he's hung on the cross for you. He didn't complain there. He says, he didn't say, I'm out of here. I'm done with this. Forget these people. No, he stood there for you. He hung there for you. Those nails didn't hold them up. His love for you held them up for you. He laid down his life for his friends. And I'm here to, you know what? I'm going to lay down my life for God. God, I'll do whatever I need to do for your kingdom. I'm here to serve you. Freely you receive, freely give. There's a lot of takers in the church today. We need some givers. Can somebody say Amen. See, even Jesus said, as I went back to Matthew chapter 20, he said, I didn't come to serve. But I, I come to serve, and he gave his life for it. He didn't come. He came, to, he came to do the Father's will. He said, not my will, but thy will be done. He, he came as a servant, not a king. He rode on a donkey, not a horse. He demonstrated servanthood with his life. And we need to understand, church, tonight, that we are to serve in the church. Be willing to serve where there is a need, and we need to do it, listen, in love. Don't fill in the need and be all complaining about it. Okay, where's the vacuum, Pastor? 
I'll do it. Hurry up. Just get the trashes. Get all the people out of here because I need to spray. Get out. No, but doing love. You don't come to the church and, ah, all mad because you got to sweep the front. Ah, good morning, good morning. Come on, guys, we got to do it with love. You got to be excited when you come to the house of God. Are we tired? Yeah, I don't know about you. I'm tired. I told my wife when I got home, man, my feet were hurting today. I'm on my feet all day, up on my feet eight hours a day. My feet hurt. But I was excited to come here. My feet feel a little better right now. They'll probably start hurting when I get home, but it's all right. Why? Because I love the Lord. Let me love Jesus in this place. Come on, give the Lord some praise then. Oh, come on, give him some praise. Hallelujah. Father, you're good. You're faithful. Let's get back to what has been given to us, church. Let's not just come to church. Let's be the church and serve. It's not about making church. You know, it's all about making the church our priority. Church has to be your priority. We have to come in with a church attitude. Hallelujah. I love church. I love Jesus. We've got to have a church attitude. Come on. We've got to come in with some attitude here. I love the Lord. Come on. Let's worship. Let's give. Let's serve. You've got to have, come in with an attitude that says, church is my life. You gotta come in with an attitude and say, God, you can count on me. I'll be there to do my part. That's a church attitude. Let's be the church and serve where it's needed. Amen. Uh, serve your brothers and sisters. I mean, we need to serve each other. We gotta be here to encourage one another. We here, gotta be here to build one another, pray for each other. Come on. Uh, we're here to serve God. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 says, Don't forsake the assembly of God's people. Come on, don't forsake coming together, assembling together, being part of the church, amen. Being around your brothers and sisters, amen. 1 Corinthians 12, 25 to 27 says this, So that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should be have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now that you, say I, you are the body of Christ and each one of you is part of it. You're part of it. Remember when our evangelist says, come on, we're part of it. You're either an eye, elbow, and some of you guys are a butt. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, we, 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 we're part of this body. I don't care if you're the pinky, amen. You're part of the body. How I many know oh, pinky is very important? Fingers are important. We miss one of them, amen. Come on, it, it, something's lacking. Something's not the same. You can't throw the ball the same. I, you, need, you need all the parts of the body, feet, toes, everything, amen. We need you. If you're a big toe, I need you, big toe. Hallelujah. God needs you. We're all part of it. You just got to find what part you are. Come on, somebody. Come on, we are part of this. Just be faithful, be loyal, be committed, and find your part. Are you still looking for a part? 
If you've been for years for some time, you, you got to look. You got to know what part you are. You got to know where you can serve. You got to know what you can do for the kingdom of God because I know that God has spoken to all of you. You either ignore his voice or you do it. Another translation of Hebrews 10, 25 says this, do not neglect the church. Another translation says, don't stop meeting together. Another one says, don't give up meeting together. See, the definition of neglect, neglect is this. Sorry, need some water. The definition of neglect is to pay little attention, to disregard, to leave undone or unattended. That's what neglect means. That you pay little attention to it, you, you disregard it, you leave it alone or undone or unattended. Haggai, in the book of Haggai, chapter 1, verse 3 to 4 says this, Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai, is it time for yourselves to be living in your panel houses while the house, his house, lies in ruins? Here in Haggai chapter 1, the people neglected the church. They neglected coming together, being the, being the church. Amen. They got so focused, listen, on their own lives, their own homes, their own jobs. Amen. So focused on buying new things with their stimulus checks. Come on. While his house lied in ruins. It left was left unabandoned. His church was left unattended. During this time of shutdown, during these times of, of what's going on in our world, the church has been left unattended. While we lived in our homes, going to Home Depot, buying paint, Fixing our homes. Come on. People are buying stuff out there. I know. They come to my, my store. They buy from me. People are remodeling, doing things. All about them. And no one's paying attention to God. In Haggai, the problem with the people of Judah was this. Confuse priorities. Confuse priorities. Where is God? Let me ask you a question. Where is God in the list of your priorities? Is he in the middle? Is he in the bottom? Is he part of your top ten? Church, if he's not number one, you are confused in your priorities. When we are confused in our priorities, his house will lie in ruins. We will neglect meeting together. We will neglect the encouragement and helping one another. Amen. We will leave this house, listen church, unattended. Listen, when we gather together, we're here to share our faith. Come on, we're here to strengthen each other in the Lord. We're here to say, you can make it, bro. Keep on going. I'm going to pray for you. You got this. That's why there's altar calls, because we want to pray for people. We want to say, you matter, amen. God matters. God's hearing you. God knows where you're at. Come to the altar and let the Father touch you, amen. Let him remind you that he's never going to leave you or never going to forsake you, amen. Come on, this is a place that we can come, guys, and we can get refreshed, amen, in the presence of God, amen, where we don't neglect it, amen, but we attend it. 
Say, God, I want to be there. I want to be used by you. Don't feel good when God puts something in your heart and you go pray for someone and says, man, I needed that. Man, you spoke what exactly what I need. How'd you know? God knew. But he needs somebody to serve in that. God's almighty. God can do whatever he wants to do. He can speak through a donkey, amen. He can speak from the heavens, amen. But he'd rather speak through bodies. You. He'd rather use you to touch other lives. See, as we get closer to the day when Christ returns, how I many you know that he's coming back? We can't forget that, church. We're so focused on the pandemic and all this stuff, and Jesus can come at any time, any moment. He can come like that, church. And we'll get so lost over here, what's going on and the confusion in the world and, and the mandates and this and that and all this other stuff. And I'm not disregarding what's going on in our nation today. Uh, we got to be careful. We got to use common sense. Uh, but we cannot forget God. We cannot forget and leave his house unattended. Amen. Because he's coming for a house. Amen. Uh, without spot or blemish. And we're caught up over here. We're going to miss it. Hello. God's saying, I'm right here. I never left. I've been here for you. Come back home. Come back home. We've been home too long, church. Taking care of our own needs. And God says, my house lies in ruins. Come home. Christ is coming back, church. We can't think it's going to be in 10 years. We can't think that. We have to think that he can come anytime, church. Can I let you in on a little heavy revy? Everything in prophecy has already been fulfilled. Everything that's been spoken before his coming has already been done. All it takes is the blowing of the trumpet. That's it. He can come at any moment. Question is, are you in? Are you ready? When that trumpet blows, are you going up? without a shadow of a doubt in your mind that, you know what, I'm going home? Or would you, Father, think about it? See, we got to have, we got to be absolute where we are. And the question is, what did you do with my son? How did you serve in my kingdom? We're going to have to answer those things, church. Everyone, everyone goes through. They got to give an account. I got to give an account. We got to say, the things that we have done, church. Christ is coming back, and we're going to face many, listen, spiritual struggles. And church, you see it on TV. I can tell you right now, I'll give you another heavy revy. Persecution is coming to the United States. We will be persecuted for our faith, church, if it's not already happening now. Are we ready? Are you in? Or will you say no? Everything of this vaccine and everything, I'm here, I'm, I'm here to let you know it's all preparing for the mark that's coming. You're not going to be able to buy or sell without that mark. It's like if you're going to go right now, you're going to be able to buy or sell without your vaccine card. You can't come into this store unless you've got your card. It's coming, church. And I'm not saying the vaccine's the mark. I'm just saying it's training and preparing the world for it already. Everyone's going to say, yeah, I want to buy and sell. I'll take, the I'll take the shot. I'll take the mark. I'll take whatever I need to do to keep on living. It's coming, church. 
enemy is so crafty. And people are just getting it to flow with it. They're going to just listen to the government. I, you know what? We'll do the government. I don't want to pay the fine. I don't want to go to prison. I'll just, I'll just, I'll take it. Just like the shot, I'll take it. And I'm not, I'm not saying nothing about the shot, guys. Don't, don't get me, don't get me mis- wrong from this. This is not the mark. It's preparing and training people for what's to come. But the question is, are you in? Because if you're serving the Lord and loving the Lord, that's not going to phase you. You continue to do what you need to do until Jesus comes. But difficulties, listen, going through problems and situations should never, never be an excuse, listen, for missing church. Come on, I'm having problems. I'm going through difficulties. I'm I'm doing this. I'm going through this. Amen. That should not be an excuse for missing church. As difficulties come, we should make a greater, listen, a greater effort to be faithful to the church. I'm going through problems, but you know what? I'm going to be more faithful to God. I'm going to stay consistent. I'm going to stay faithful to God because he's always been faithful to me. They got to continue to serve him wholeheartedly. We don't just serve God through good times, church. We serve God through bad times. And that's when we serve him the most is through those hard times. Just like the song says, not only is he the God of the mountain, he's also the God of what? The valley. The valley, church, is what builds you. Not the mountaintop. The mountaintops is a time of rejoicing. But the valley, where we most of us complain in, that is the best place to be in, in God. Because that's when he shows you who he is the most. And that's when he makes a declaration that I am the great I am. And what you've got going right now, son or daughter, don't worry. Just grab my hand. It may, it may be dark, but we're going somewhere and I'm going to take care of you. Because that's my promise. And my God is a man of his word. And he will deliver. And he's delivered time and time. Come on. We're emotional people. We're built that way. And we have feelings and we go through things. And and, and doubt sometimes come and the enemy comes and and brings doubt. We know how the enemy works, church. Don't forget that. He's He's here to bring doubt. He's here to bring a desire for you. And he'll even bring a legit desire, but in a wrongful way. But that's where you have to stand on the decision of his word. I'm going to stand on God's word. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to buy in. I'm not going to let doubt come in. I'm not going to fulfill a desire, amen, you know, in a wrong way or, or anything like that. I'm going to hang on to God's word. That's what Jesus did when he prevailed, when the devil came and tempted him, amen. He stood on the word of God. He preached the word of God. He kept on saying the word of God. Man does not live by bread alone, by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, amen. Don't put God to the test, amen. Serve God and serve him only. He used the word of God to sustain him. His answer and decision to everything that came against him was no, no, no. We have to say no, no, no to the things that are coming because let me tell you, so many of you guys are listening to too much media that's been polluting your minds. And the more you put that stuff, junk in, God's word comes out. Don't let it come in. Don't let it filter it out, church. Only God's word can filter it out. 
And the more word you got inside him, the more you can filter that out. He'll give you discernment. He'll give, he'll tell you the truth, church. Ask God, what should we do? He'll tell you what to do. Ask God what to do in your situation, in your home. He'll tell you what to do. Ask him. No one's going to God. His house is unattended. We, we need to go back to the Father. We're here to do the Father's will. God, what is it that you want me to do? When we have that encounter with God, we've got to ask him, what do you want me to do? Saul had an encounter. And he asked him, what do you want me to do? And changed his name to Paul and went out to do what God told him to do. And great things followed. Did he suffer? Yes. Did Paul have problems? Yes. Come on, did Come on, it, 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 he wasn't exempt from those things. But he had God. And that's all he needed. See, the bottom line, when we leave this world, it's not how much money we have or anything like that, because none of that goes with you. You've got to leave with God. And then you'll be the richest person. I don't know about you. Just have Jesus right here. Have the Holy Spirit right here. Have God in your mind and heart. Have the Trinity right here. And let me tell you, we'll make it through the storm, church. He'll get us through. Can somebody say amen? amen. The question is, as I close tonight, are you in? See, if you're truly ready, the question is, are you truly ready to put on that apron? Come on. Or will you use the excuse, I have too many problems. I'm not ready. See, I pray and hope that your answer tonight is says, I'm in. God, you can count on me. God, I, God, I repent. God, I've been slacking. God, I'm, I'm in. God, you've done so much for me already. I'm, I'm in. Forget, forgive me for forgetting what you've already done in my life. That's why I like that prayer in Philippians, amen. You know what? You know, I, I, I don't worry. I pray. And I ask you what I need, and I thank you for what you've done. And then you'll bring a peace that surpasses all understanding. Guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. And let me put my mind on those things that are good, those things that are noble, those things that are worthy of praise. Come on, the question is, I'm ready to be faithful. I'm ready to be loyal. I'm ready to be committed no matter what. Where do you want me to serve? Amen. Come on. Even when you're going at your lowest part of your life, amen, whether you're going through a sickness in your life, God, I'm not bailing on you. I'm not quitting on you. God, I'm in. I'm again. When I was in that hospital bed back in January, God, I told God, I'm in, God. I'm in. Whatever you want to do, I'm in. I'm in. I'm here to serve. I'm here. Get me well. Get me out of here because I want to go back in. God, I just, I, I, was, I felt like Paul and Silas inside that room, amen. I just started worshiping God. God said, God, I'm in. Are you in? Are you in today? Let's all stand up. Hallelujah. Today, you know what I, I want? You can put some music on. I want, I want even the worship team to.
kick back outside right now. I want God. To, I want you guys to allow God to minister to you. That's what it is. That's why my wife and I left California over 20 years ago. It was for souls. God, we came for souls. We didn't come to build a name. We didn't come to build anything else. I come to just to build his house, whether whatever size it was, but it was for souls. Sometimes I flash back and times when I want to quit, amen, God reminds me, why did you come out here for? And it was for souls. My wife and I would be in the living room preparing ourselves to come to Las Vegas when we lived in California. And we would lay the map of Las Vegas on the floor. And me and my wife would lay on it and cry on it and pray for souls. We were praying for you. God already had you on, your, on his heart, amen. He was, we were praying for you. We didn't know you, but God did. We laid our life. We pray for souls. And every time he reminds me of that, I say, God, forgive me for being a complainer. Forgive me for saying this. Forgive me, Father, for, for just wanting to quit sometimes. Father, I came for souls. When I do that, this love comes. It's the first love. I got to go back to my first love. You got to go back to your first love when things are not flowing. God, give me that first love heart. If you're here today, you're out there today, and you need Jesus, and you can be honest with yourself and say, you know what, I'm not all in. I'm not in. I'm not saved. I need Jesus. If that's you here tonight, I need you to raise up your hand. Anyone here, we want to pray for you. Come on, don't leave this place without Jesus. Like I said just a moment ago, everything's been fulfilled. All it is is the blow of the trumpet for him to pick up his church, where he says enough is enough. I'm bringing my kids home. Maybe that's you out on Facebook Live today. Maybe you're watching this, you're hearing this, and you said, man, I'm not in. That trumpet blew, amen, right now. I, I know I'd be left behind. I'm here to let you know that God loves you. And if you're hearing this message today, he's reaching out to you right now. And if that's you that you want to get saved, I want you to do this one thing with me. And we're going to believe in faith that someone out there is going to say this prayer and come back home and be in. And if that's you tonight, amen, I want you to bow your head right where you're at. Close your eyes and I want you to pray this prayer. Church, just pray this with them and believing someone out there is praying the same prayer. Say, Lord, I come to you as a sinner and I need a Savior. Father, I let go. I'm backslidden. I'm coming home. I believe in you. Or maybe this is the first time. But Lord, I'm going to accept you. Because I believe with all my heart that you left heaven for me. Walked this earth for me. Died on that cross for me. 
and you shed your precious blood for me. The blood that erases all my wrong. So Jesus, I repent of my ways and ask you to come into my life and into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. And Lord, I believe that on the third day you rose again to give me life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. In Jesus' mighty name, everyone says, Amen. Amen. I'm here to let you know that if you said that prayer today and you were sincere in your heart, that right now God erased all your past, all your sins. He's writing your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. And all heaven right now is rejoicing for the decision that you made right now. Right now, you just need to relax in that, enjoy that, and get connected, get plugged in somewhere. Start reading your word. Start building that relationship with God that he longs for you. And just trust him through this life. You're going to have problems. I'm not going to tell you your problems are gone. Your problems are going to still be there. But now you have the greatest problem solver on your side, and he'll help you through. We welcome you into the house of God. Amen. We welcome you to the kingdom of God as a son or a daughter and heir of the Most High God. We love you. God bless you. Stay faithful. Stay strong. Get connected to a church. Come to church. Get connected to a church. Do that. Get rooted and watch what God does. Amen. We love you. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Come give the Lord some praise. Amen. Right now.